on, everybody? Welcome to the awesome.com NFL strategy show. It's first look week seven and six teams on a bye this week. So we've got a lot going on 10 game main slate, and we're here to break it all down with you. Of course, it is opening day for the NBA season. Bucks, Nets, Lakers, Warriors, all of that insane amount of content. So when you're done this, Go check out Josh Ingleman's process show. He's live Friday, Monday through Friday, 6.30 Eastern time, up early in the morning, breaking it all down. And then the 10 a.m. strategy show, he and Adam just got done that. So lots of content coming out today, and I'm sure we've got a whole lot more. But first, let me introduce everyone. I'm Dave Lockren at Lafayette underscore D on the Twitters, joined by Jordan Vanek at Jordan Vanek DFS and Ben Rasa at Jazz DFS. Ben, do we have any PGA stuff? Like, what's going on with the PGA season? So it's definitely a downtime, but that doesn't mean there isn't contests out. We got the Zoizo uh, from Tokyo this week. Everyone I know has marked their calendars for that. So listen, it's a good time to experiment, to get familiar with players. There's still an edge to be had. So I'm not going to say, oh, you have to be playing PGA golf. But at the same time, it's not a bad idea to keep tabs, lean on our tools, and just uh, stay afloat for when the real season begins. Jordan, what's going on, man? How'd your week go? It went pretty well. Um, the Kareem Hunt fade was worked in my favor. Just my love for Rashad Bateman didn't didn't go as planned. That's to say the least. He did lead the team in targets. He just didn't do too much with them. Sorry, my my head my headphones. Just to say, you're all right. You're I'm good. <laughs> I told you my computer just died this morning, and I had to switch everything over. So I got the AirPods coming through. The volume is out of control. I go to adjust it. It doesn't work. So then I go to the other. Apparently, I have two AirPod settings. So I go to that one. But then Jordan Vanek starts talking twice and I can hear my voice in it. So, I mean, it's out of control. We'll get it figured. I'll get it squared away, Ben. So when I throw this to you, talk for a minute here so I can get it going. Ten games. We can dive right into this one because we'll go quarterback, running back, wide receiver. And then, of course, we will go with tight ends and uh, a defense under 3K. I'm going first on that one because you guys steal my shit every single week and I'm left with dirt. <laughs> but anyway, let's dive into it. Happy to have you guys with us. As always, the ride or die people are going to be with us throughout the next however many weeks as basketball starts. We're still talking basketball. We still love basketball. I'll be doing basketball shows, Ben. I think you will as well. Some betting stuff, no doubt. But football's not going anywhere. We'll keep doing these strategy shows. So Thank you to all of you for that. Hit that thumbs up if you haven't done so yet. Subscribe to the channel, too. I mean, look, it's NBA season. If you haven't subscribed yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. Well, it's the only place you need to go for DFS content right now. It's all entirely free. All we ask is, you know, hit the thumbs up, subscribe. And if you'd like, no stress, no pressure whatsoever. If you want to join, get those custom emojis, the sick badges, and the shout-outs and priority and questions and comments and stuff, join the channel as well. All right, Ben, we've got the quarterback position and it's kind of strange this week because you've got Murray and Mahomes up top Mahomes against Tennessee. We just saw an amazing shootout yesterday. Tennessee pulls that off at home against Josh Allen and the bills. You got Murray against Houston. They're 17 point favorites last I looked or 16 point favorites, 32 point implied total. But then you've got Rogers against Washington, Lamar Jackson, who is somehow over $1,000 cheaper than Kyler Murray, despite being phenomenal at 74. Matthew Stafford uh, facing his old team in the Lions at 71. Jalen Hurts against Las Vegas. 
Um, and, and I haven't even listed all of the guys that are very, very viable. Uh, and it stands out to me. The question I want to kick this off with is I know Jalen hurts for real fantasy purposes or for real football hasn't been great, but in terms of fantasy, he's been remarkably consistent him and, and Matthew Stafford and Lamar Jackson all feel like their price points are at a spot where we can take advantage of it this week. So what are you doing with the top? And then that really solid mid range. Yeah. I mean, with quarterbacks, there seems to be a handful every week and there's going to be where they're in very impressive spots. They're top end options. I think the thing where I started this week, I always go to the betting market. There are some monster spreads out there. You have four games, 10 points or more. You have two games, two touchdowns or more. And a lot of them correlate to the signal callers we're talking about at the top. Kyler Murray is leading an undefeated Cardinals team who's a 17-point favorite. Tom Brady at home against the Bears. Rodgers at home against Washington. Lamar at home against Cincinnati. These are all really, really good spots, but some of these spreads teeter on how much volume are we going to see? How much is guys like Lamar going to be running? Uh, Brady's the one, though. It seems like no matter what the Bucs do, beat down close game, He's going to throw 45, 50 times at times, it feels like. So it's just uh, he's game script proof in a lot of ways. But man, this is to me basically the most stacked top of the board. Uh, I would like to get some savings. You got two guys north of eight. The rest are falling in the sevens, but it's hard to go wrong at the top. I'm a Tulsa dog says Laffy karma for saying Adam was an unmitigated disaster. Uh, I don't know if you watched the NBA strategy show, but Adam just like all of his data and everything got lost and. He had his microphone in a hotel coffee cup that fell over in the middle of the show. So, yeah, at least I have an excuse. I mean, give me a break. Jordan, what are you doing at quarterback towards the top and in the mid-range? It's, I mean, I usually like to have my quarterbacks in a back-and-forth game script, and I don't think Kansas City is going to be able to stop Tennessee. Derrick Henry is just way too good. He's just the best player in football right now. But the Chiefs just find a way to turn over the ball once they get past the 40, it feels like, every week. And it's just taking away touchdowns from Mahomes. Um, it, it's going to be real hard to get up to these guys because, again, with Hurts, Lamar, like even the 5K Rangers guys that are good value and good matchups, like I'm just not sure you're going to see any like the volume you'd want from Kyler because his games where he gets those crazy performances are against like last year against Josh Allen and the Bills where it's competitive. These games, I don't see that being the case. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, I didn't see it. The, 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 the thing, though, is, and, and I don't necessarily disagree at all that you don't have to pay a premium for him. I, I didn't see Matthew Stafford doing what he did last game either against the Giants, and I, I, only because they, they just routed them. But, Ben, the one thing, I guess it's a give-and-take situation, and we are looking for volume, no question. Uh, and I guess that's kind of the thing, right? Because with Stafford, he only threw 28 times. He was 22 for 28 with four touchdown passes. We've seen a lot of these performances this year where teams and good teams, good quarterbacks, good pass catchers route their opponent, but they do it on like 28 passes with four or five touchdowns. It's just a little tricky because, as you mentioned, if if Stafford throws the ball around 30 times to really hit a ceiling, it's it's you need everything to break perfectly. And even then right. it might not be enough. And that's where I'm going to go back to Tom Brady in the sense that he's thrown the ball 36 or more times in every game, 41 or more times in five of six. Like it, it's just volume, even though some of these games are 28 point, 23 point victories with the Rams and Stafford, it's just a different philosophy. They seem more comfortable gearing down. And that's where I worry, because again, I'm going to reference these spreads a lot. 
The Rams are a 15 point favorite at home against the Lions this week. It's hard to think that there's anything besides just an absolute beat down there. There are three teams with spreads of 13 or more Tampa minus 13 Rams minus 15, 16, depending on where you're looking Cardinals minus 17. Ben, let me stick with you for one second, just to close this out at the top on Murray. I'm sorry, Lamar Jackson. He's had, you know, coming off of a game where they scored 34 points and he was mostly uninvolved, which is crazy. You know, Devonta Freeman, Le'Veon Bell, Latavius Murray, all of them get into the end zone. Lamar Jackson, much more quiet than you would have anticipated, actually threw two interceptions on the day. But should his price be closer to that of Murray and Mahomes, just given the ceiling we've seen on this guy and the involvement you typically see from him? Because it's not going to be on most weeks that those three guys are, 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 are falling into the end zone in the running back or in the backfield. No, no doubt. And I think Lamar is always going to be tournament worthy, particularly when his ownership dissipates. And honestly, they just got that's the thing. When Baltimore's at the height of their powers, they're actually not a good fantasy team because all they do is keep it on the ground. They deploy so many running backs. You can't go to them like I thought Latavius Murray was kind of sneaky last week. He scores early and then they bring it in guys. that You know, it's like, oh, this is the fourth running back to get in the end zone. They just really don't consolidate. But against the Cincinnati team that I don't think they're four and two worthy, but listen, you are what you are. It's just a six point spread. It could stay competitive. It sets up maybe a little better. And if Cincinnati can keep them honest on the ground, maybe we see Lamar push over 10 carries, push over 30 passing attempts, because when he does that, there's no one I'd rather have. Divisional game too. I really wouldn't be surprised to see this game stay competitive. At this point, I wouldn't be surprised to see anything in the NFL, Jordan. I mean, think about it. We've seen some insane type of results and, and, and the way some of these games have transpired has been nuts this year. So you get a divisional game. It wouldn't shock me. Who are your favorite options here from the top down to the middle tier before we hit on value? Um, uh, Jalen Hurts is going to be my favorite for this week. I believe he'll probably garner the most ownership if I had to guess off of early look, but this year, he hasn't had a week under 20 points. He's had four weeks over 20 DraftKings points. Like, he doesn't – any bad game script doesn't really matter. He stays consistent. I mean, if if receiver – if he can connect on a few of those deep balls, he has a chance to get to 300 passing yards because, he, you know, these receivers are actually getting open a little bit deep down the field. And against the Raiders, I, I'm not sure they're going to really stop him. We saw Lamar play the Raiders in week one. And Lamar put up 20, but they were they didn't really commit to the running game. And Lamar did run, or Tyson Williams took a little bit away. Jalen Hurts, you got Matt Stafford against his former team, but Hurts possesses that upside with his rushing, and he's just so consistent this year. Is there anybody in the value tier that stands out to you, Jordan? Because I you know I've scoured the player pool and <laughs> I don't really see anything that, that looks great. Like maybe Tua against Atlanta, but uh, I'm not, I, I'm probably going to live in that mid-range this week. Yeah, I mean, I'm most likely going to live in that mid-range, but with Tua, the way he performed against Jacksonville and Atlanta is just beat up on the secondaries. They're, Isaiah Oliver's out. AJ Terrell, I believe, might not be playing. And if both of them are missing, I think you can do a Tua-Jalen Hurts stack and or Jalen uh, Waddle stack and be able to play some of these top options from these big spreads. What about you, Ben? Anything discount that might stand out to you? I mean, I, I think more likely than not, I'm going to want to pay up. There's just so many guys. It's hard to think that one of them doesn't tap in to, you know, a, a 30 put output. And it's just really hard to overcome that. 
I will say that we've seen time and time again, Lafayette, you've mentioned this for years, Tennessee, even last night, they get into crazy games all the time and they're going against the Chiefs team that even though they look better against Washington, it's still not a good defense. So we know what Derrick Henry can do. We have seen time and time again, Ryan Tannehill able in positive game scripts to really drop back a ton and put up monster games. So that is a stack. If you told me you wanted to go with the Titans pending, we get word on their receivers uh, off the off the grid, little against the grain. I have no problem with that. Yeah, dude, again, you know, look at look at the amount of games that have gone over 50 total points for Tennessee this year. I'm not saying they're all in the 60s, but when you're getting those opportunities, I, all but one game they've played has gone over 50 total points. Five of six games have gone over 50 again, Ben, for the Tennessee Titans. It just seems like that's how they're, regardless of who they're playing, they just fall into these type of games. And Derrick Henry is so ridiculous. We know that. But when they're trailing, they have no problem letting Tannehill go. And we've just, we've seen this story before that the Titans stacks, they can get there. They're not the prevalent option on the team. They leverage against Henry himself. So uh, that's one against the Chiefs. Don't be surprised if you see that emerge as a, a serious tournament contender. Jordan, it's not your real birth. Jordan Klein, it's not your real birthday, right? Is it Wait, actually it's, though? It's actually, but it was Spencer saying that. If it's Spencer, it, Really? Wow. Hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to see if this is bullshit or not. All right. Jordan, Klein, tw- you got two seconds to answer this. What's today's date? Okay. What's your, what's your Twitter? What's your Twitter handle again? Jordan D Klein. Let's see if there's. You set up a burner Twitter just to keep this bit going. Uh, Jordan. No, I respect it, that. He's right. Look, the balloons came up. All right, man. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy birthday, brother. To Jordan Klein. With a K. All right. For real though. How old are you? 25? 27. Okay. Oh, you're eligible for the 27 club. I hope you don't land in it, but. Uh, Do you know what the 27 club is, Jordan? He's saying you're going to die. I didn't say that. I just said he was up. eligible. It's essentially. He's, he, yeah. I mean, I, 27 club is largely nonsense, Ben, but. There were there were a few of them that that, that 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 fell out at that time. We hope it's not Jordan, is what you're saying. No, that he's immortal. He'll be just fine. Eric Linkless probably hopes it is Jordan. No, oh, taking shots on the poor man can't catch a break. Eric Linkless. Yes, okay, I'm done. Okay, you're right. I'm done. I'm done. It, it, it's just it's it's fun. All right, running backs. Before we do though, we still have a pretty ridiculous promo happening with Yahoo. Now, if you didn't get in on the two months, you know, God bless, but we're still doing a one free month of awesome. plus it's a $90 value. Everything on the site from football to baseball, still going basketball, starting today, PGA, MMA, NASCAR, esports, everything. I mean, there's literally no better time to take advantage of it than right now when you've got the, the best, this is the best time of the fantasy season of the DFS season football overlapping with basketball. It's huge. Like Ben said, still slow, a little slow in the PGA world, but still golf. Um, there's just so much going on. All you have to do is use the link that Jordan's about to post in the chat or use the link in the description, sign up at Yahoo. If you're a new user over there. Okay. It's this simple sign up, deposit $10 or more. If you want 
They'll send all of your information to us. We'll get you set up with a free Awesome Plus Platinum. Everything on the site, monthly pass. Can't beat it. Simply can't beat it. Ownership, player projections, top stack tool, boom bust tool, you name it, everything. Lineup builder. You can get the Fantasy Cruncher add-on if you want to do that. Not just for football, not just for basketball, but for every sport we have. Use the link in the description below, okay? Sign up, deposit. You have to enter one paid contest, and then we will get you set up. You'll be hearing from us. Get an email. Get every single thing on the site. And I think also, I think Yahoo also will give you a $10 deposit bonus, so you're literally getting it for free if you follow the link and do it that way. So check this out. Huge opportunity. I don't know how much longer we're going to have this. We just went down from two to one. Ultimately, it's going to go from one to zero. So it's a great promo. Take advantage of it while you can and get in on all of the action, all of the tools built by Alex Baker, Osimo himself, number one ranked DFS player out there. Hopefully we'll see you over there. Oh, and Ben, Discord now. We're no longer on Slack. I know moving up in the world, we got discord. Uh, the thing I love about it, we got so many different channels. So we got some people that just want to bet tennis that just want to talk this. We got exclusive channels just for that. It really helps to streamline it. I've been having a lot of fun in there. Yeah. Awesome. There's so much more we can do with it. Uh, Terry was talking about doing like the, the four the or five, six figure clubs where you have badges for like a five figure win or a six figure win. I think all that stuff's pretty cool. Yeah, we got one other thing. We've got some bots set up where you can just type it in and you get all the picks for people. We've been doing that with tennis, our tennis guy. You just type in his name, his card, his betting card comes right up. So you don't have to ask, hey, who you on tonight? Uh, little things like that. It's actually That's pretty sick. cool. Yeah, I know. I'm going to do it for college football. So I'm pretty excited. Awesome. All right, Jordan Vanek, let's talk running backs here. The only top tier running back in terms of price on this entire slate is Derrick Henry. He continues to amaze one of the most exciting players to watch the breakaway speed is is almost it's, it's hard for your your brain and your eyes to comprehend it's hard to, for your brain to comprehend what you're seeing he's on pace for over 460 carries on the year he's an absolute stud and Vrabel and company said they're just going to continue to lean on Derrick Henry I see no reason they wouldn't look to do that again against Kansas City biggest question is will they just run even if they're down at home, though, I think we get a competitive game. Does Derrick Henry pay off this $9,200 salary? I mean, I paying off will be a little bit tough. But, again, if you're deploying that too, is that if you're going cheap at quarterback and you're not playing Derrick Henry, I think you're doing it wrong. And I think you can deploy Tannehill with Henry in your stacks as well because he does catch the ball. He does breakaway screens. This Kansas City defense in the interior has just gotten beat up all year long it's going to be tough to say well i'm going to pay 9200 for derrick henry and look at the rest of the running backs in the 6k range where they don't have the same upside of breaking a slate like getting 50 but they can match his point totals i don't know how much longer this guy can take the workload that he has but i mean if there's anybody in the nfl that i've ever seen to do it it's going to be him ben it seems like he's I, I I shouldn't say this because, well, actually Greg would have jinxed it yesterday when we were on Twitter last night, when he asked if he's the most durable player there is, he feels like he's unbreakable and the most durable player. And some people are like, no, it's Tom Brady. No, listen, Tom Brady, what he's done is amazing. Guy's 44 years old. I've never seen anyone do that. It's like he has, but Derrick Henry takes contact every time he touches the ball and he's played 84 of 86 games, getting 300, 400 carries a season. 
it's it's amazing. So he holds up. He just holds up. Yeah, I don't really understand it. It goes against everything that I kind of think about with running backs, but the data doesn't lie. They showed this last night. He gets significantly stronger in each quarter. He's averaging over six yards per carry in the fourth quarter. He wears down the defense before he wears down. It's as simple as that. But we're not talking about how good Derrick Henry is in life. We're talking about, is he worth $9,200 on this specific slate? Certainly he's in play. He's a luxury spend. But I do think when I look at the gap with Christian McCaffrey on IR, you've got Aaron Jones, $1,700 left. Saquon's questionable at best. $2,600 $2,600 every other running back. So you have a lot of pay down options. If you go to Derrick Henry, you are significantly changing how you build this week. It's a great matchup. He has upside that no other running back has. But as Jordan was just talking about points per dollar, I think there's a ton of backs that can outpace him. So it is not a plug and play for me. It's a justified spend, but he is very, very expensive. Did you see his price on Fandle? Yeah, it's like 11, right? Yeah, he's 11K. He's That's- eight. Go ahead. I mean, he can do it. I've seen him do it. He, it seems like it can't be done and he does it, but you are really drawing to a buck 50 and a couple touchdowns, particularly if he doesn't give you much in the passing game. Yeah. He's 18 and a half percent of your total cap on both sides. Uh, but you brought up a good point. It's something I've talked about a lot too. He wears defenses down. So that's why they're going to keep running Derrick Henry, even if they're down by 10 points, because they know their easiest and best way to score is just run through Derrick Henry. So I don't know. He's amazing. He's amazing. There aren't enough superlatives to really explain what he's able to do. I'm with you, though. He is very expensive. But I will say, Jordan, there are some injuries this week that could really open things up to make it easier to play him now let me just throw a couple names out at you these aren't all cheap guys and we're not really getting down into the 4k range but josh jacobs against philly daryl henderson 6600 versus detroit i don't know how he is his only 6600 uh chuba hubbard 6100 but what if you were to go down to Devonte booker 5500 ben mentioned saquon barkley questionable i don't see any way barkley plays this week maybe i'm wrong uh, J.D. McKissick, it seems unlikely that Antonio Gibson's going to be on the field as well. McKissick's 5K. And dare I say it, Ben's going to enjoy this one. I might even have, and I haven't played this guy since probably week two. You know where I'm going with this? Miles Sanders. I might have some Miles Sanders. I know you would. 83. I haven't played him. I, that's why people always talk about calling me a homer. Homer, I said. Um, <laughs> but it. 5,100, he played 83% of snaps last week. Sirianni, if he doesn't want to get fired, might want to start using him, especially because he was their only effective player. Anyway, uh, Jordan, what are your thoughts on some of these non-Derrick Henry options? Daryl Henderson is one that that obviously stands out against this Detroit Lions defense because they've given up four games to running back so far, over 25 points, and they're the only team who's given up multiple 30-point performances. Mixon would have got there if he was fully healthy because Chris Evans or Captain America took a took a touchdown away from him um, and a few, I think another touchdown away from him as well. This game script is obviously favorable to him. I mean, it's just the the cheaper options. I was shocked to see Miles Sanders as low as he was. I figured he would still be where Devontae Booker is, but I don't, I don't hate that play at all because the Raiders aren't exactly the scariest run defense in football and 
they're going they're gonna have to give him the ball and if you don't just trade him to the chiefs because they'll they'll utilize him the right way like give some other team the talent of miles sanders and let let's see how it goes on DraftKings, i do have a lot of interest in jd mckissick because jalen smith is the linebacker that's starting to get more work for the packers and he can't cover running backs out of the backfield huge beats welcome to team awesome my brother glad to have you here that join now button's right down below that like button, which would be great if you smash that. We got almost 250 people watching. If you're jumping in late, hit that like, subscribe to the channel. Appreciate you. Um, I'd say I'd say Mixon got there, right? I mean, he had 26 no. fantasy points. No, he got there. I just said he was one of the running backs who could have scored 30, had two. Oh, yeah. And go to uh, Evans. So like, well, the, yeah, he the, didn't. He didn't play basically the whole fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah, which sucked because I had a ton of Mixon as well. Uh, but I mean, you'll take 26, right? You'll take 29 <laughs> from Taylor. You, you'll take these big games when you can get them. All right, Ben, Miles Sanders, not just him, though. Let's assume Barkley is out for now. I think it's reasonable to assume that he has a, a, a bigger chance of not playing. Antonio Gibson as well. When you're going in for MRIs and you're already dealing with, with a, a stress fracture in your shin, I, I don't think that looks great. So McKissick, Devontae Booker, Miles Sanders, there is some decent low 5K value this week, I think. There is. I mean, you're not going to have, unless we get, you know, it's still early in the week. Some of these guys who are questionable may not play, but like someone like McKissick, it does seem regardless of Gibson, he's going to have a role and his role is to catch passes and the game script matches up perfectly. They're going into Lambeau. This is one of those big time spreads. It seems pretty reasonable that once again, he could flirt with 10s targets. And if he does that at 5K, you can rack up a lot of points even without getting into the end zone. So uh, I get it. I like McKissick down there. You mentioned Miles Sanders. I, I certainly have interest. Uh, you know, he was pretty good against Tampa Bay, actually, a lot better on the ground than I thought it would be. This is a much better matchup. So there is value. And again, this to take it all the way to the top, this is why Derrick Henry, the opportunity cost is there. There is a lot of mid range backs that garner consideration. So, all right, Ben, we had, we had somebody say, and, and I honestly don't even blame him for asking this. So I think we should address what we're actually talking about. Right. Um, who was it in chat? Uh, Alexander bear says miles Sanders. Seriously. Listen, I get it. I've been off of miles Sanders pretty heavily lately because Nick Sirianni um, is, is just a straight dummy, but you have to at least consider some of what you're getting with Miles Sanders. He's not a bad running back, and that's kind of the thing. He's not bent. He's not bad at all. Every metric and every stat would suggest that Miles Sanders is far better than the usage he's seen, and he is on the field for most of these snaps. He's run 50 routes over his last two games. It's nothing more, and, and I'm speaking for myself. I'm not speaking for you, but it's to me, it's nothing more than a large field tournament play where he probably gets no ownership and you have five, 6% of them. And it could make a big difference because he has that insane breakaway potential in a good matchup. And that's all I'm looking at. Yeah. I mean, just to add to that, I'll say this. He hasn't scored on the year that can change obviously. So he has no upside to begin with right now through six weeks. He's still getting, even though it hasn't been the best volume, he's flirting with 10 touches on the ground, five targets. Like if you give me 15 touches, for Miles Sanders at 5,100 and limited ownership, I will live with the results. So again, is it a likely outcome? No, but to me, Miles Sanders still has big time upside week in and week out, particularly when he's not drawing the Tampa Bay front uh, like he was last week. 
Yeah, no doubt. And the Raiders defense really on all fronts outside of their pass rush is their, their coverage hasn't been bad at all. Pro football focus rates them pretty high, but uh, the run defense has been pedestrian at best. Jordan, I couldn't find myself really going down past that JD McKissick range. Is there anyone that's cheaper? Maybe it's an injury that, that that's going to elevate their status this week or just a good matchup that stands out to you. Um, nothing that stands out too much. Um, Kenyon Drake actually got a little bit more usage this weekend actually was more involved that Gruden's not there, but other than that, there's not much. I mean, Miles Sanders is literally Miles Sanders and McKissick are probably the lowest I'll go. Cause even if you look at like the Raiders defense, some of these running backs that Damian Williams, 16 touches, he's got 64 yards and a touchdown against them. Tyson Williams, nine carries, 65 and a touchdown. So these running backs have been getting there in less touches than you need or you expect. Under the blue says, what do you think of trading Khalil Herbert and Devonta Smith for JD McKissick? No, absolutely no. not. <laughs> Ab- That's basically trading Khalil Herbert for JD McKissick and just throwing in Devonta Smith. You do. You don't want to do that. If Gibson only misses a week or doesn't <clears throat> miss any time at all, he goes back to being the clear lead back. So no, I, Devontae Smith is an uh, every down player. No way. Not a chance. All right. Wide receiver position. Let's talk about wide receivers here. Ben at the top, you've got an absolutely stacked field. It's ridiculous. Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill and Cooper cop facing Washington, Tennessee and Detroit respectively. Then you've got DeAndre Hopkins against Houston. The volume has just really sucked there, even though he scored two touchdowns in salvage last week. But what about those top three? Adams against Washington, Tyree Kill against Tennessee, Cooper Cup against Detroit. Man, that's a huge trio right there for week seven. I mean, just an embarrassment of riches at the top. Certainly all these guys are in kill spots, fantastic players. Devontae Adams coming off uh, a pretty disappointing week. He's going to be just fine. To me, the first difference I notice, and I'm going to put Hopkins in there just for this example, three of these teams are in massive, massive spreads. Green Bay, yep. the Rams, and the Cardinals are all absolute gigantic favorites at home. What's Kansas the Green City, Bay spread? The Green Bay spread, I think it's nine and a half. Uh, yeah, it's you're up right, to ten. Nine and a half. Yeah. Right. So wow. these are all teams that realistically should put up a lot of points. But on the flip side, you do have to worry about passing volume. Kansas City is in the Tennessee game. I think that's the game that's much more likely to get into a back and forth. So Tyreek, I do worry at times. It's like, oh man, this quad seems bad. He's still got 12 targets, turned it into nine catches, found the end zone. So regardless if he's hurt or not, he's still performing. I think he's where I'm drawn most. But uh, if you think these teams can hold up and get the volume, there's no doubt that Adams and Cup uh, both in fantastic spots as well. It feels like too, Jordan, with, you know, you look at Cooper Cup last week, right? Or on Sunday. And I, I'm with Ben. Those spreads get a little bit scary, especially when you have a Daryl Henderson and, and, and when you have an Aaron Jones and an AJ Dillon, you're basically hoping that either for some reason they just decide to throttle them or they get those early passing points. Because how many, we saw multiple teams last week in blowouts up big pulling their starters, which sucks. You can't really play that for that, and it's hard to project for that. But like Cooper Cup, even in a game where they had their foot on 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 the heads of this uh, of, of the Giants all game, 
Cup still went nine for 130 and two touchdowns on 12 targets, and that game was never competitive. Yeah, no, Cooper Cup is one of those guys that doesn't – I mean, he's going to get the volume no matter what it seems like. There, there's only been one week where he hasn't had a crazy, you know, or two weeks that he didn't really pop off, but he has a 37-point game, a 30-game, a 39 27 they're gonna have to get to this spread at some point he's going to get heavily used because McVay's just gonna do or attack what you do worst and the Detroit Lions can't cover anybody I will say I prefer Tyree Kill for the obvious oh they're gonna be closer but again with Tennessee losing Caleb Farley if Christian Fulton isn't playing those corners who came in that should try to cover uh the Bills receivers Mike Vrabel let them play one-on-one with Stefan Diggs. And if they're going to let that happen with Tyreek Hill, it's going to be a touchdown. Yeah. Tyreek Hill looked fine to me last game. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. And Ben Spencer says, what's up, Spencer, by the way, he says, and it's against Detroit. Stafford wants the ball out. Here's my issue with this. Now, we actually have two quote. If you can't, if you're listening to a podcast, I'm doing the quotes. <laughs> quote, revenge games, unquote. But. Let's be completely fair here. DeAndre Hopkins at home against Houston. What type of revenge? He should be sending them a gift basket. Okay. And then Matthew Stafford, poor guy is no longer in Detroit, but he's on the Rams with a bevy of weapons, a great team and nice warm weather, 365 days a year. So forgive me for saying that I'm not taking that narrative into consideration for all we know, Matthew Stafford might take it easy on him because he feels bad. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things. I equated this to the Broncos and Raiders last week. Like, if the Raiders got blown out, it's like, oh, they have no coach. Of course they did. The Raiders blew out the Broncos. Oh, of course, they galvanized. Like, if, if Stafford goes for seven touchdowns, it's because he wanted revenge against the Lions. If Stafford is very pedestrian, it's because he took it easy. It's really hard to impossible to quantify this stuff. And, yeah, I'll agree that. You know, if, if you're banished to an awful situation and you get a chance to take a shot at your former team, maybe. But these guys, uh, they're Super Bowl contenders and the other teams have a combined one win. So I think they got the better of the deal. Yeah. Gerald uh, Perval says this guy's voice is so soothing. He's certainly not talking about me. So well, it's can... either it's either no, it's you... not me either. There's no way it's me. It's got it to be Jordan. You I do have a talking. pretty soothing voice. Uh, it's monotone at best. You should read audiobooks. Like you <laughs> do, hey, man. Hey. There's, there's money to be had in that. Actually, I, I don't know if that's true, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, what do you. What, yeah, that's a, a hot industry <laughs> audiobooks. Like, let's, let's have Alex write a, write a DFS book and I'll just I'll read it as a podcast. You, there you go. <laughs> Ben, you don't think there's you don't think there's money in like, doing a 500 page book that you have like with the right inflection and, 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 and everything? You don't think that 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 would really bring home some good money? I, I don't. Yeah. Do uh, ASMR. There you go. Eat like pickles <laughs> into a microphone and become rich like those crazy people. You got a whole nuts, man. Like their most cherished items are an empty tuna can. Oh my God. That stuff gives me the heebie-jeebies. I don't uh, like that. It's hilarious. It's like, watch me tap on this bag of rice and get 3 million views for it. That's why when anybody says, you know, you can't make it in this world, can't make it in this country, Ben, I point them to ASMR and TikTok. Smart. Am yeah. I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Right. If, if you're, 
if you want to do weird stuff on the internet, there's a big market for that. Yeah. Uh, and people make a ton of money doing it a ton. So whatever, if you're struggling, go pick up a Coke can and, you know, a Sprite bottle and learn how to tap quietly into a microphone and you'll be pulling millions of views in no time. All right. Let's talk about some of these mid range guys, Jordan. I wouldn't say it's loaded, but you've got Robert Woods, who's coming off an awful game, which followed an amazing game. You have uh, Calvin Ridley against Miami. I actually find that spot pretty interesting. And then I think if we're talking ownership right now, if I'm projecting ownership without having our actual ownership, I feel like AJ Brown will be the most, the highest owned wide receiver on the week. There's no way Julio Jones plays this week. I, I, I don't see how A.J. Brown isn't super popular, and I really like it. Yeah, I mean, with Calvin, I don't know what that personal issue that he had been dealing with was, but they're saying he's back practicing and everything, and that's good news. And against Miami, Miami's just been killed this year, and Atlanta's coming off a bye week, which is huge. Um, I will note that Terry McLaurin against the Packers, who will not have Jair Alexander, is a matchup that – bounce back week for him because I don't think he, like, he didn't perform against the Chiefs, but I, I still believe that he can have those big performances. I'm really going to pay attention to ownership in this 6K range because I do agree with you that A.J. Brown will have tremendous ownership, but Antonio Brown for 6,300 is the one that um, is the perfect pivot play off of him against Chicago, who Chicago's given up like seven touchdowns on 20-plus yard throws this year, or maybe eight now, and Antonio Brown is the deep target for this new or Tampa Bay passing attack. I, I think he continues to have those big days that he's been having. I think it's possible too. big money. New Jersey says wife makes a ton of money showing her feet. Yeah. Ben subscribed. I am. Well, <laughs> if I did, I would hit the like button to that. Uh, no, I'm not a feet person. Not going to go down that rabbit hole, but um, just proves my original point. You can make a lot of money on the internet doing weird stuff. Uh, Absolutely. I, you ever you see that show, My 600 Pound Life? No. Really? No. Nope. Don't I watch have, those shows. Neither of you guys have seen that? <laughs> no. I've, I've, I've heard uh, of it. I don't watch it. <laughs> I got to get Josh on here because I know Josh has seen him. This one girl, she's like 800 pounds, bedridden to the point where like they pulled her out, full out uh, EMTs and everything. Emergency services came, threw their backs out. She was getting paid a lot of money for eating fetishes to sit there and just eat giant cakes and make ribs all day in front of a camera. And people would pay a lot of money for it. So there's another one. None of us are in that position quite yet. But if things get out of hand, Jordan, you know where to turn. I'm terrified. I don't know what you're watching, Dave, but it's it's scaring me now. It's it's, yeah, <laughs> it's shocking that you guys haven't seen this show. It's, it's one of the most entertaining things in the world. It really is. All right, uh, Ben, mid-range wide receivers. We talked about A.J. Brown. I mentioned a few of these other ones. And as always, the Tampa Bay box receivers just aren't expensive because there's so many of the good ones on that team. So, again, we've talked about this game a lot at different levels. There is certainly an avenue for A.J. Brown to be part of Tannehill or just as a one-off to get really good exposure to what I think could be the best game out there. Antonio Brown, you're getting great exposure to Tom Brady in the passing that you know the volume is going to be there. The interesting one to me, and this is going to certainly be ownership dependent, Jamar Chase is unbelievable. He's every week cashing his longest receptions prop. We talk about that on the Awesome Odds channel. 
I really, really am excited to see him take on the Baltimore secondary who, you know, I, I respect them as a unit. They have not been locked down by any stretch, given up 7.3 yards per passing attempt. That's middle of the pack 21st. I don't think as many people will go to chase this week because of where he's priced. I still think this is a guy with home run ability. This is a tough matchup, but uh, don't forget about Jamar Chase. Talk to me about Jalen Waddell, who scored twice last week, which was, again, you know, encouraging. But, dude, t- this is crazy. He had 12 receptions on 13 targets against Vegas for 58 yards with a long reception of nine yards. And then last week against Jacksonville, 10, on thir- 10 receptions on 13 targets for 70 yards and a long of 14. So the targets are there. The opportunities are there. But if he's not scoring – Sure, the PPR points production is there, but like when it, when is the when are they going to try and open up the playbook for Waddle? I mean, I I don't know. I don't know if that's a product of suspect quarterback play in some regard. And I do love that they're giving him opportunities to make something of these catches, and he's converting a ton of them. But it's a little surprising, you know. He's a guy with some mobility down the field, and and he's kind of a burner even with the bad injury he had at Bama. So love the volume, love the matchup. If if Miami loses this game, this could be uh, the beginning of the end for your boy, Lafe. I, I think this coach might be on his way out. Flores? I mean, it's bad. I thought it's they were real really bad. primed for, for a, not to compete with the Bills, but certainly to compete to be the be- second-best team in the division, and they're just awful. You know, I was thinking the same thing the other day on Sunday morning when they lost that game to, to Jacksonville, and you could see it in Flores' face. Like, yeah, this isn't good. No. But – the Eagles could legitimately get a top 10 pick out of that all because the Miami Dolphins wanted Jalen Waddle and we got Devonte Smith. So I'm all right with that. Jordan, what do you like in this mid range? Oh, well, I mean, just to, to add the, the Jalen Waddle experience, like the biggest thing that the Miami Dolphins don't have is an offense line. And with Brian Flores, he hasn't put together an offensive coaching staff that seems competent, which is the biggest thing. Like if you can't get guys around you that can do their jobs, it doesn't matter how good you are at your job, but Looking in this sub 6K range, Godwin at 5,900, like, stands out, of course. Um, I, it's T. Higgins at 4,900. I know that you're talking up Jamar Chase. I, I still think Higgins is getting healthier and healthier and more involved. Him, him and Chase have actually been the only two guys actually getting the targets down the field at all. 4,900 against Baltimore. I assume he'll have a good matchup in this game. Joe Burrow's going to need to throw the ball. It's divisional. It's close. We're supposed to be close. For 4,900, I think I'm paying down to him. All right. I see a couple other guys in here, Jordan, worth talking about. And it doesn't mean we have to love them this week, but deserving of conversation. Sterling Shepard against Carolina targeted double-digit times again last week. Devontae Smith against Las Vegas. I mean, there's at least something there. He keeps getting cheaper. Darnell Mooney against Green Bay. And I'm just going to throw this name out there, and you guys can, of course, hit on whoever you'd like. Uh, We saw Rashad Bateman in his first game as a pro, first-round pick, first game active after coming off the IR, play almost 70% of snaps. And Was he great? No, but none of the pass catchers were outside of Mark Andrews. He's dirt cheap. If I'm playing Derrick Henry – uh, and maybe an expensive wide receiver, and I want to get different because you're going to have a tough time getting different, I might run out of Bateman against Cincinnati and a couple of those lineups in large field tournaments 
and hope that he plays 85% of snaps this week and Lamar starts looking his way. So do you have any discounted options that you're looking at? I mean, I'll throw my support. I, I just think that Bateman, we're going to see quickly that he's not a mid 3K receiver. He's a player. I really liked him coming out of college. I don't think it's the worst situation, but Lamar has shown you can get these guys involved. I, I mean, th- I got to ask Jordan this because this is your account. Robbie Anderson every game now has double digit targets and he converts like 25% of them. It's, it's horrendous. He did score uh, for the first time in a long time last week. I see the targets. I like that. I just don't know what we're getting from this guy. And it seems like without McCaffrey that Darnold is certainly feeling the heat and feeling the pressure in multiple ways. So I'm drawn to Robbie Anderson at 48, but it seems like the floor each and every game is, is a one X return. Oh, he, I've never seen a team drop more passes in my entire life watching the Panthers play the Vikings last weekend. And Robbie Anderson dropped, I think, five passes. It was it was Deontay Johnson against the Bills like. And it was just like it was hitting him right in the hands, right in the face. Like there's somewhere a little behind, but he's getting his hands on it. It's like what's like meant. I don't know what's going on with him. The volume is just going to keep being there because McCaffrey's missing um, at 4,800. He's definitely going to get the volume. It's just, man, is he hard to trust? Uh, it's, I, I love DJ Moore for, or not love, but I prefer just assuming DJ Moore is going to get more targets and actually better consistency there. But I mean, in this range, there's, there's really not much that stands out as of now because, you know, if Sammy Watkins returns, I'm not so sure I like Bateman as much. Because I think that that offense kind of cannibalizes itself where they're all getting like five to six targets. Nobody's really popping off. And I, I do agree that Bateman is 3,400. But how do you guys feel about Demarcus Robinson or Deshaun Jackson at the same price who can have the big play for the, those both games that I think these teams give up <laughs> the most air yards in the entire NFL? Yeah. Look, if you want to get down to one of those guys, I have no problems with it whatsoever. You know, um, I like Bateman over Robinson because despite the six targets last game, I haven't seen much from Robinson all season. And then Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. You're just hoping that he can, that he can hit a, a, a long one. So all of those guys have that in them. No doubt. Uh, actually, let me throw this to Ben to follow up on this and then we'll hit on tight end and, and our favorite punt defense before we get out of here. What was Bateman's college profile? What, what, what is this guy capable of doing uh, in an offense like this? Yeah, so him and Tyler Johnson formed a really good duo for Minnesota. And say what you want about their quarterback, Tanner Morgan. I still thought that, you know, these were guys, these were guys that clearly were going to transcend an offense that's built around more of a running back scheme. And they're players. I, Bateman was someone when I have him in our dynasty league, Lafayette. Uh, when we drafted, I, I grabbed him immediately, really high on him. He's just that type of player. He seems to have a knack for the ball. I think he wasn't in the best situation in college per se, but he still flashed. And it's someone right off the bat. I was pretty encouraged. Uh, they had that game in hand, but this is someone who could emerge. And I'm a Hollywood Brown fan, but, you know, Jordan's already talking about drops with a bunch of guys. He's had some real issues as well. I don't think it's impossible that Bateman serves as another weapon with Andrews and Hollywood's still involved, of course, but keep an eye on this guy. All right. Tight ends, fellas. Let's make it happen. I don't really have a ton to talk about with them, Jordan. You have Kelsey at the top. You have Waller against Philadelphia. And then it thins out. I think some of these guys in the mid-range are maybe even a little bit overpriced given what we've seen from him this year. How do you approach it or attack tight end for week seven? 
it's it's hard to not continue to play Kelsey at that range. He he was one yard away from the bonus. He he failed to find the end zone this past weekend, but Kelsey under 8K is again is is something that I just like to go to because of just how dominant he has shown to be. And I think he will be he's in a good spot against Tennessee. Ben, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna push back on that at all. I will say that uh Mike Kosicki, he's finally starting to get get it together. It was someone that at times, I didn't really understand why they weren't utilizing him. That seems to be kind of in the past. He had nine targets in that game against Jacksonville, Buck 15. He's only got one touchdown on the year. Again, this is a bad squad, but they're going up against Atlanta. They're two and a half point home dog. It's a competitive game. I think two is pretty comfortable with him. It's him and Waddle out there. So I think Kaziki, if you can't afford Travis Kelsey, it's a pretty damn good mid range spot. I like Kaziki too. Then there's Dallas Goddard with Zach Ertz gone, assuming he's off the COVID-19 reserve list. I assume he will be because they had extra time, right? He played on Thursday. He, he, he was on the list on Tuesday. So that would give him almost two weeks. My guess is that he'll be active. If that's the case, uh, taking Dallas Goddard and, and removing Zach Ertz from the field is a huge, huge difference there. So uh, I definitely like that. No doubt about it. Uh, Tyler Higby just hasn't given us what we've wanted. It's unfortunate because they continue to produce. I wish he was a little bit cheaper, but he's there. Uh, Gasecki was my guy too, though, Ben, that I think in that mid range is nice. Do you guys, I don't have anyone really in the lower tier that stands out to me though at all. Um, yeah, no, I just Ferkser against Kansas city would be the only option with Julio going down and him being probably the most utilized tight end in the passing game for Tennessee. But, other than that, it's it's real ugly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I'm not going to look to do this. Cole Clement seems to be a part of that offense over there. They're going to be trailing by a lot. I think Tampa's pretty bad. It's just tough. I don't think Fields is flirting with any 300-yard bonuses anytime soon. But if you're going to give me five, six targets for a guy at flat three, uh, you could do worse. You hope he scores and you get out of there. All right. And, uh, yeah, Sam Donald had eight drops. Sam Donald pass catchers, eight drops in week six. That's bad stuff right there. Probably it's, should have won that game. It's it's real ugly. As a Panthers fan, I know like what Darnold is. Darnold's like in that tier of like, he's gonna be good if we have a good O line. And if we don't have that, it's not, it's just not gonna go well. It's like almost like Tennessee with Derrick Henry and Tannehill. If if Tennessee doesn't have Derrick Henry, Tannehill's not going to be able to carry them. Without the Panthers, without Christian McCaffrey, our offense is not going to be that good. And if you guys don't have the awesome O-plus NBA package, you're just not going to make it either. We have an insane <laughs> promo right now. Insane. Uh, we always do awesome ones to start off the year with our biggest sports, right? Because we want you guys to see what we've got going on. I won't waste a ton of time telling you what, you, what we have. You already know it. Ownership, player projections, top stack, boom, bust, lineup builder, fantasy cruncher, add on all the premium articles, all the best tools built by the number one ranked player, right? That's out of the way. But if you use the promo code Curry, C-U-R-R-Y, I assume that's caps, Curry at checkout, right? Uh, you will get 50% off your first week of Awesomeo plus platinum. Now, my question is, Jordan, is this Awesomeo plus platinum everything or just NBA? Everything. Is it not? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, assume I gotta, I gotta platinum is 
Jordan yeah. Klein, you're, you're the producer. Is this everything <laughs> or is this just NBA? It is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Platinum. <laughs> That's like normally, platinum. Uh, you know, listen, if you, if you have you need clarification, you can always email our support. They take care of you real quick, support at Osmo.com. Yeah. But no doubt that this is a great deal. Even if it is, you know what? If it was just NBA Lofty, I mean, still come on. Deal. It's still a no-brainer, honestly. I, I just, a lot of times we do sports-specific promos yep. when a season starts. There you go. Awesome. Thank you, Jordan. Just wanted to make sure. So, Curry, I check out. It's not just basketball. It'll get you football, basketball, baseball, everything. So if you can't take advantage of that Yahoo promo, you're already signed up at Yahoo. Use Curry, C-U-R-R-Y, all caps. Get 50% off when you go to check out, uh, again, all of our tools. And if you wanted to get the boom but- or the, uh, the Fantasy Cruncher add-on as well, you can do that at checkout. Uh, so go to check out or click on the link in the video description below to activate. I'm sure Jordan has already thrown it in the chat as well because this fella just gets it done. Uh, looks like he did it, but he usually gets it done. Uh, Curry, <laughs> check that out. All right, fellas, la- defense below 3K. I'm going first here because I always get stomped when I wait and hand it over to you, fellas. It's got to be the Giants. It's got to be the Giants at 2,500 as Jordan Vanek ha- hangs his head in shame here as they face his Carolina Panthers. It's got to be the Giants. They're not a good defense, but There are some problems on the offensive side of this Carolina football team right now. Sam Darnold is not one who is, or he is prone to making mistakes. $2,500 Giants. Uh, They're really the only home team down here other than the Tennessee Titans who are facing the Chiefs. I'm going New York. What about you, Ben? I'll go New York too. I'll go to the Jets. Uh, I still think that (laughs) New England, listen, they're they're a fine team. And I think Mac Jones is showing signs that he's going to be pretty good. But at the same time, there, there are elements uh, of this offense for New England that's just really not strong. And the Jets defense, you know, it, they get in a lot of bad situations because of the offense being so bad. But all in all, they're top 10 against the run. They're better, you know, in the top half against the pass. It's not an awful unit. So if the game stays close, uh, I think they can get to Mac Jones and cause some problems. What about you, Jordan? I just first I would like to point out the fact that the Cardinals are 3100 against the Texans for some reason and I don't understand that whatsoever. Yeah, that's, that's just I, I don't think I'm going anywhere else besides them. But since you guys took, you know, the New York teams, I'm going to go with the other worst offense in this list. Uh the Falcons playing the Dolphins for 2700. Uh just two has been turnover prone. He's still got bang he's still banged up. They don't possess me as an offense that can block anybody even though Atlanta hasn't been able to get pressure. At, on the road, I know it's a little scary, but it's the Dolphins. And if Flores loses this game, I assume he gets fired. Wow. I'd agree. It's very possible. Yeah, it's very possible. It sucks because I loved Brian Flores the past couple of years. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't lose to Urban Meyer and then at home versus Atlanta this year. Nope. <laughs> I do think you're right, though, Jordan. I mean, well, you mentioned the Cardinals, and that's the only spot you're going against Houston. Uh, if they end up being mega chalk, New England against the New York Jets. Zach Wilson's looked awful. Uh, Even the Packers against Washington. There are some spots where they're not egregiously overpriced, like the Rams, who are $5,000. I don't really understand any of that. Can we get to, can we get seven more likes before we head out here? We got over 300 people watching seven more likes to get us to a hundred would be awesome. Maybe we can get to 70,000 subscribers by the end of the show as well. 
um, unlikely. But I think the 100 likes is very doable. Ben, what do you got going on in the betting world before we head out of here? Yeah, I mean, certainly with PGA, we'll be covering that. But my main focus right now is football and hoops. College football, we got our betting podcast filming tomorrow. Be out Wednesday night betting you. You can check that out. And then, of course, over on the Awesome Odds channel, VODs every morning, breaking down each and every game, talking about the biggest edges. We're looking for a rebound week. It was a tough Sunday. We're back at it this week. Very, very excited. So come check that out. Love to have you as part of the team over there. Awesome. What about you, Jordan? Fridays, check out me and Matt doing the prize pick show. I got a prize pick article coming out on Friday. College football is, you know, one of the more fun fun sports in the world where you get guys that go for like 300 yards and their props are ridiculous. So some of those we've been killing this past weekend. I think it was like an average type of week. So hopefully, hopefully we keep it, keep it going strong. Let's keep it rolling. We'll be back here tomorrow. Matt Gajeski, Eric Lindquist, myself. It's the first look ownership and top stack show. We got a lot more coming up throughout the day as well. Uh, at 2 o'clock, the NHL Strategy Show. Then the Jock Market NBA Show at 3.30. The, oh, my God. MLB Live Before Lock at 4.30. NBA Deeper Dive 5.30. And it all closes out the week, the day with the NBA Live Before Lock with the 30-minute post-lock show at 6.30 Eastern Time. We're tipping off tonight. First night, NBA season, regular season. Be there with us. We'll catch you back here soon. It's been the awesome.com NFL strategy show presented by Yahoo. Peace. Shows on shows. <laughs> <laughs>